Spring is in full swing, and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool, or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33. Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Welcome to the If You Really Knew Me podcast, a place for honest conversations about the Enneagram to inspire better connections with others, ourselves, and God. Hello, my name is Kim Willie, along with my co host Ben Sorrells. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. In this podcast, we are going to learn all about the Enneagram. Yes. And um, some people might be saying, what is that? Well, Ben is a certified Enneagram coach, and he's going to help guide us in learning more about ourselves together. And um, Ben, can you just explain what is the Enneagram and what are its origins? Yes. Um, First of all, the Enneagram is a personality profiling system. So before you have a a long sigh and be like, oh, well, there's another (laughs) one. Gee, you know, I'll figure out my number and then that'll be that. This goes by your motivation. It, mm-hmm. it measures your motivation rather than your behavior, which is how most personality types go. This has a long-rooted history. I, we don't even know how old it is, but it gained popularity probably in the early 70s. Wow. And then it's really popular today, and we yes. wanted to kind of bring it up to relevance to how we live. You know, things that we go through. So it's a Greek word. Enia means nine. Gram means drawing or symbol. So it's a nine pointed symbol. Yes. I see a little a star here with with nine different parts. Why do you think it matters? Like, why should we utilize the Enneagram? Well, the Enneagram is a tool and that's all it is. It's a tool um, to help us better understand ourselves and others so if we let's say we look through life through a certain lens Mm -hmm. you know we can understand how we are motivated in ourselves to grow better and to choose more healthy behaviors and then if we understand someone else and the lens that they're seeing through Mm -hmm. then we can have a little insight into their world and maybe love them a little better or have grace for them you know a lot of A lot of this, I say the word grace, but that's my best way to describe it is we need grace for ourselves. Who's harder on us than us? Oh, amen. And grace for others sometimes. If you ever been to a point like, what in the world is making this person do (laughs) what they're doing right now? You know, sometimes you have to just step back and say, hmm, well, I actually know their Enneagram number. So this is how they're wired. And this is usually what they intend to do. So if we can leave the spot where we're standing in order to go to the spot where someone else is standing, it's better connections. So I love that ourselves, our relationships, our work relationships, boy, the time you can save if you just forego (laughs) arguments and discussions and this, that and the other, you know, if some big issue is coming up at work, you know, then you can save time you know so a lot some types are like okay let's save time let's be more productive and whatever and some types have a harder time being productive 
if you don't deal with the issue. Yes. So we'll talk about all those kinds of things too. I love it because when when this all got brought up to our attention, I've always loved personality tests anyway, yes. learning more about myself and why I do the things I do or people around me. But I truly feel this has been the most comprehensive that I've ever experienced, the most on point. Like it's like somebody's reading my mail. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's been like. So um, I would just love to, to delve in. For those that don't know, there's nine different types. Yeah. And maybe we can give a quick overview, whether we start with one or nine, whichever you you feel. But I'd love to sure. hear what a snippet is about each one. Sure. Well, um, as Kim said, there are nine types and nine types before we go, I don't want to say this pigeon holds you into a type. It does not. You know, there are so many nuances. It's non-static. It's fluid. So um, it it grows as we grow. What we'll find is, yes, we started in this type, but the more we learn and grow about others, the more we take on different uh, types. As So we have a type in stress and a type in security mm-hmm. that each number goes to. And, but today we're just going to do like a little brief, um, just a, a brief little summary of each type. So, type one is sometimes called the moral perfectionist. And type ones love to be, make things as best as they can, be the best person they can be, mm-hmm. make things efficient. Um, so the word perfectionist, sometimes it's like, okay, one of those, you know, <laughs> yeah. we've got a perfectionist yep. about everything. But when when you get down to what motivates a type one, they want to do the best they can do. And yeah. they want others to do the best they can do and, and tasks to be the best they can be. Yep. So um, they also are uh, doing dominant. So they get a lot of, I say doing, thinking, feeling, and doing. We'll be talking more about that. But they're doing dominant. They get a lot of things done, and typically they do them well. So if you need a get-or-done person at work, you hire a one. (laughs) This one will make sure it's as good as it can be. So I I want to type one doing my taxes there you go or you know things like that (laughs) that's a wonderful example (laughs) Uh, type ones can do so much more but it's kind of like when you think i need this to be right that's right (laughs) you know that's a type one (laughs) they cross every t and dot every i right right we love ones and they're always working to make things better what could we do next time that make it more efficient so that's something so type ones are interesting because they have an inner critic and so Mm. when we all think inner critic the little voice inside us that says, oh, you need to do this better. Oh, you need to do that better. So all other numbers have themselves talking back to them. You know, like little Ben in my my (laughs) ear keeps saying, you messed up, you blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then the Holy Spirit, you know, tells us to do things as well. Well, type ones have that plus they have an inner critic which means constantly day in and day out there is the pressure of um someone telling them you could have done this better you're not worth it you're not good enough this isn't good enough what you did and imagine that you know all of us how much we experience it type ones constantly have to go through that and hush that voice and to try to sometimes determine which one is just me, which one is the voice, and which yeah. one is the Holy Spirit, it kind of sounds like, Who's oh, talking to me? <laughs> we've got voices in our heads now. So <laughs> it, it's really just about one's experience 
the criticism, the inner criticism yeah. a lot. And so that's that's specific to type ones. So what um, about type twos? What do they do? Well, before we go to type twos, I did want to say ones are focused in the present moment. Okay. As opposed to future or past. And even though they're doing dominant, um, sometimes they think a lot, but not all of it's productive. Okay. So um, that's something that is common to type ones as well. Wow. Okay. Type twos are the supportive advisor, sometimes called the helper or the befriender. So these are people that are typically warm, friendly, welcoming, um, very helpful. Um, twos, threes, and fours are focused on image. Mm -hmm. So twos image is to be seen as helpful. So everything they do goes along with that. So twos might be someone that brings you over a casserole when, <laughs> you know. We know many twos. Here's, you just happen to like this candy bar. So when I was in the store, I just picked yeah. you up one. Very you know, thoughtful people. It's thoughtful. Yes. And it's not saying others can't be so thoughtful, but yeah. twos want to be seen as helpful, as encouraging. Yeah. They and serve. So, they serve a lot. Yeah. yeah. So why some of that is, is Twos can almost feel other people's feelings. Twos wow. are feelings dominant. And so they can go in a room and quickly assess what's needed. Um, they can know, okay, that person isn't smiling as much as they normally do. So <laughs> some, they're probably having a bad day. Oh, look, they're struggling to get the food out on the table. Yeah. Or, oh, they're, you know. <laughs> Let me go help Let them. Let me go help them, you know. So one of the things that twos will have to struggle with is is it mine to do? When you look yeah. at, do I want to do this? Is it mine to do even do it? Yeah. You know, you can see that something needs to be done, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're the one that needs to go and run right up and take yeah. care of it, you know? <laughs> that almost says to me that they might get themselves maybe sometimes bogged down on doing too many things, maybe saying yes a lot because they want to be helpful. They can say yes a lot. Yeah. Um, they can, sometimes they can struggle inwardly with pleasing people because if they're pleased and they think about oh this is a very helpful person then you want that person around yeah you know so two sometimes are like well if i'm not helpful then nobody's going to want me wow and so that's really interesting when yeah. you look at a type two it's like um they almost get their feeling of self from others and of course, we know in Scripture we get we should get yes. our feeling of ourselves from the Lord. From the Lord, yes, yes. Amen. And so that's a that's something. And then twos are in the present moment. So you know, if you're talking about what's going to happen next year, sometimes twos are like, I just want to get through today. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then we can talk about tomorrow, and eventually we can talk about you know next year. We'll get year. there. Yeah. Type threes are the successful achiever. And when you think about a type three, you think of get her done. You know, if somebody is going to get things accomplished, it's a type three. If you ever think of, here's my honey-do list, honey got a big, long That's right. list. <laughs> That's right. And and what others will find is there's never an end to the list because she's yeah. going to add some more stuff. That's right. Or he's going to add some more stuff. So why that is, is there's a constant desire to achieve to get things done and that comes a little bit as part of the image you know where i said two threes and fours are image conscious yes. they want to be seen as successful be seen as hard working not lazy 
getting things done. Um, they're great managers. Um, they're great when you have to look at a task or, or if you have a big idea, you mm -hmm. know, invite a three in and they say, okay, that's a great idea, but we need to tweak it back down to reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so yes. here we go. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. They can size up a room and see what needs to be done. Yeah. Two size up a room to see how everybody's doing. Wow. Threes size up a room to see what needs to be done. So task, definitely task, task oriented. Typically task oriented. Yeah. And threes think about the future. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's called aggressive, but it's really about the pace that threes can go. Yeah. They can have a fast pace mm -hmm. and they're comfortable with it. They're fine. Just give it to me. Let's get her done. That's Let's right. move. Let's go, go, go. <laughs> and some of our listeners will learn that you are a type three. Yes. That's why I'm laughing. And I'm a type <laughs> two. Right. And so we've been there, done that, you know, yes. as far as falling into some of these things. So yep. as we learn, we can say, okay, well, my danger is to always say yes to something. Let me stop and think, is it mine to do? Yep. And maybe I don't need to do this. And that's okay. Yeah. And the same with getting things done. You know, yeah. you can see it. It just presents itself to you what needs to yeah. be done. You can't help that. That's yeah. just how you're wired. Threes have a hard time resting because right. we see right. a job that always has to be yeah. done. So, yeah. And so um, then you would say, you know what? I've done what I need to do. And this is enough. Yep. And then tomorrow's a new day and we'll go back at it again. Amen. Do your kids love listening to great stories? It can be tough finding a kid's podcast which upholds your Christian values. Story Jumpers features exciting, entertaining stories by authors who write from a Christian worldview. Each episode is created with kids in mind. Audiobook clips are followed by a brief author interview your kids will find fascinating. This is a podcast for kids. Subscribe to Story Jumpers wherever you listen to podcasts. Story Jumpers is a member of the Bridge Podcast Network. Type 4s are also... Um, feeling dominant. Um, They're in the feelings triad, but they are very introspective, very deep, very passionate in the sense of beauty and texture and depth and light. You know, you just think, oh, you know, I, I watched something funny. It was about Thanksgiving and the different Enneagram numbers. Uh -huh. And you see the type four, they're just like, you know, we're not going to get bogged down by the trappings of <laughs> modern Americanized, you know, Thanksgiving, we're going to go without a tablecloth and we're going <laughs> to oh use goodness. sustaining this and <laughs> let's just throw these sprigs around the table and wherever it lands, yeah. that feels good. And it's all, it's all a spiritual moment. And, you know, that deep kind of introspective Yes, very. Sometimes they're very, very creative. Yeah. Well, I see the word romantic written next to yes. a four. So that sounds like it fits them, your yes. description perfectly. Very romantic. And one of the things that people don't know about the fours is they're very intense, very okay. intense feelings. And we'll talk about another type that's very intense, but it is not feelings. Yeah. So it's, it's in a different triad. So Fascinating. fours are great to really look at the true meaning of something okay they it just shows themselves you know they don't just go oh it's a nice day outside now let's get to work 
What a beautiful sunrise. They probably linger in it. Thank you for the yeah. sunrise. Let me just stand. We'll never get this moment again to yeah. stand in this beautiful sunrise. So you can that's definitely good, that's see. Good, that's yeah. good attributes to yeah. have, you know. And it's good that you brought that up because every type is good. Yeah. There's no type that's better than another. There's no type that's worse than another. Yeah. We all have healthy spots and we have some spots that we want to work on yeah so type fives type fives are mm. near and dear to your heart i'm married to a five yes, you are fives are in the withdrawing stance so what that means is they are very measured amounts of energy mm -hmm. so if you're yes. ever with someone and they're like they eventually get this glazed over look yes. and they're like, I'm done. I've seen it. <laughs> I've got to, let's just, I got to go to bed. We yep. got to go tomorrow or I need to just veg. Yeah. I'm done with the active conversation. Mm -hmm. And of course, as twos and threes, we are verbal processors. Yes. So we can just verbalize till. We're talking them under the table. Till, the five's exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fives are, are known as the investigator. Yes. Um, sometimes. A five will investigate something so fully mm -hmm. that they don't have the energy to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want, if you need to get to the bottom of something and figure yeah. out what, what is this all about? What's the way that we need? So fives, it's interesting because let's say a five is going to buy a new stereo system mm -hmm. or a new, you know, some kind of electronic. It's going to be nice. Mm -hmm. It's going to be as nice as they can afford. Yep. And they have researched it and they have picked it out. Oh, and yes. it's, there's no impulse buy there. No. But their clothes will probably be simple. It's yes. just like I, I agree it's with jeans that. and a T-shirt and that's what it is. Or it's yep. my uniform and there you go. Yep. It's no fuss. The fives I know fit that yes. perfectly. Yes. So when I say measured amount of energy, no amount of kicking and screaming and fussing and complaining is going to just make them have more energy. No. They have a set amount of energy for the day. And when that's done, they need to unwind and they will have their energy renewed the next day. Yeah. So it's funny. My wife is not a five, but there was a time that we were having a little marital discussion no <laughs> i know that it never happens but no, we were having one and it was late at night and of course that's a new rule that we have you know we're no big discussions late at night yeah because it never ends well yeah <laughs> so i remember don't let the sun go down on your anger <laughs> right i remember sitting there and saying you know we need to discuss <clears throat> this and she just got up and she walked to the stairs and she walked up and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm done. I can't talk about this anymore. It's too emotional. And of course, then I'm like, we will stay up and wake everybody up in this house until we get this important matter solved. Oh my. And of course, both of us were right. Yes, of course. We needed to just twos want to make sure they're good. So yeah. we're good. We just need to approach it from a fresh, fresh perspective yeah. tomorrow. So too it's funny. funny. Sometimes I'll like, honey, first of all, you need to submit to me, which, you know, I say it's biblical, but, you know, it's kind of using the Bible. That. Yeah, it's not using it in the correct way that the Bible intends. And then I say, then we need to get this little matter settled. And That's she's like, right. ha, 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 you know. Oh, my goodness. So um, 
when you see someone's Enneagram type, you can better relate to them. Oh, absolutely. So as a five, you know, as you relate to your husband, I'm sure you've seen times where just kind of recognizing who he is and who you are, you just take a step and then you proceed later. It honestly makes me not take things personal when mm-hmm. I know the perspective that he's coming from. And this mm-hmm. is one of the main reasons why we wanted to do this, too. Yeah. We want people to understand others more and connect with others yeah. more. So this is brilliant. I love it. Yep. So type six. Type six is an interesting and unique type because there's two main facets of a six. It's a phobic and a counterphobic. So phobic is you think phobic and you think scared. Uh, One of the traits of a six is they're prone to anxiety. And it doesn't necessarily just mean physical, um, I'm anxious or or, or mental, I'm fearful about this. It is, sixes can see all the things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. And then they in their mind they're great chess players because they're like okay you play this out okay that's most likely the end that's going to happen there well let me play this scenario out oh that could happen there yeah so they're great in companies because they can see the potential pitfalls yeah like strategic thinkers strategic thinkers yes and then sometimes they have to struggle with poo-pooing everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) because well if you do this then this is going to happen and see you should have listened to me and we should have so, uh, but they they can see all potential outcomes. So while they're anxious about it, mm-hmm. they're also the most courageous because they see those potential outcomes that some of us miss, but they go forward anyway. Wow, that's awesome. So um, a counterphobic is going to be like, okay, I am afraid of heights, so let's go skydiving because I got to get this out of my system and I got to conquer oh, wow. this fear right now. There's still a type six but they approach it in a more active and a more aggressive way. Wow, that's daring. So yeah, so (laughs) sixes are in um, the thinking triad. So they are thinking dominant and they are also thinking repressed. And so I didn't say this about threes, but threes are feeling dominant and feeling repressed. And sixes are thinking dominant and thinking repressed. So what that means is you for sixes, you think all the time, but it's not always productive. Gotcha. So you can be in your head a lot of the time. And you actually, one of the things to learn is to trust yourself a little bit more. You have saw this through and looked at the different options. Trust your decision and go ahead and make that decision. Yeah. So Rather I said, than going over and over and over. Over and, and probably, over, Which yes. they, I'm sure they do and exhaust themselves. So how in a three... Um, threes are feeling dominant, feeling repressed. They feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a switch that a three can do, and it's like, okay, we're in work mode. Yeah. So then they actually lose track of their own feelings. I about have that something. switch. I've turned that off yes. before to get her done. Yep. <laughs> and you just get her done. And yep. so there's three numbers that are dominant and repressed in the same triad. So wow. we talked about feeling and we talk about thinking. Thinking triad um, is fives, sixes, and sevens. And so when we talked about the five, they investigate. We talk about the six. They look at all potential outcomes. Mm -hmm. When we talk about the seven, 
Seven looks, it's still in the fear triad, but how they deal with fear, it's it's like a limited range of emotions that they feel. Yeah. It's the good stuff. They like to have fun. We're going to talk about the good stuff. Yes. You know, I, I got in a car wreck, but hey, I get to get another car yeah. now, you know. I'm, and, I'm, I'm thinking of a seven that we both know, and yes. I can totally see him saying Yes. That. And it's like, okay, well, we can't do this. Let's reframe it into a positive. Yeah. And okay, well, at least we get to do this. So there's good parts about that. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's there's parts that you struggle with, like you do have to deal with some negative emotions sometime yeah. and work through it. But I would say they're glass half full type they person, They are right? definitely glass half full. Six is more of a glass half empty. Yeah. But that's because they know probably all the places that the other half could be. Yes. <laughs> Where did the other half of the water go? <laughs> yes. Sevens is the life of the party. Oh, yeah. They are the, I don't want to say they're the only fun ones, but they know how to have fun. Yes. And usually where a seven is, you will laugh and have a good time as yeah. long as that seven is in healthy space. Yes. So it's funny. I th- my daughter is a seven. And she is constantly thinking to the future. We talked about orientation to time. She's thinking about the future and all the fun things that she's going to do. And we're going to do this and we're going to and we're experience this. And it's all this fun, just intense fun. She's the one you want planning a party because sevens are just cool like that. She's not all about the details. So I'll plan it, but then she'll run it. There you go. <laughs> and she'll, she'll, she'll run the games, maybe. I'll yeah. think of all the details, but then she's going to make everybody yes. have fun. <laughs> there you go. We like sevens. They're fun. Yes, we do. Type eights are also, they are in the doing triad. That starts the doing triad. And sometimes it's called the body triad. Mm-hmm. So let's get her done. Yeah. It's another one. Let's get her done. The difference between eights and threes, eights have to be passionate about it. Once they're passionate about it, it is like they can lead the charge. Yeah. Some eights you may have known in your life, and they are very, okay, let's do it. They're quick. Yeah. And um, sometimes we lovingly call them a snowplow. Yes. Because when they're healthy, they will plow a path for everyone behind them, and it's all leading to the place we want to go. Make a way. Make a way. Um, they have a, a very high sense of injustice, so they can spot injustice from a mile away. Yes. And they will really stand up for the underdog, and that's part of what's great. If the snowplow gets a little bit unhealthy, mm-hmm. then it'll kind of nick people along the way. <laughs> so it'll be like, oh, I got nicked by the snowplow. Yeah. You know, it smarts a little bit. Yeah. And then if if an eight is totally unhealthy, they'll plow you right over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm related to an eight, and she's pretty awesome. And she is a person you call to get things done. Yeah. Um, but there have been a few nicks along the way. But yeah. you know what? It's like, you know, she's going to get it done. Right. And you can count on her for that. And, and they are protective, very yeah. protective love that about exactly and when you know their true motivation their motivation is never to nick or plow no absolutely not. their motivation is to be passionate and stand up and do something especially when it relates to injustice yeah and when you know when they're having fun they're great to be around yes um and they're great leaders I think they look, well. out, they look out for the underdog, which I yeah. I love that, too. There's so many things about all the numbers that I love. I yeah. keep saying that. But, yeah, it's because I'm thinking of certain people that I know are those numbers, and I have 
a huge heart for them. So yeah, it's pretty exactly. Cool. Nines are, um, let's see, we started with ones, right? So nine is our last yes. number. And nine is at the top of an Enneagram diagram. So if you ever look at that, you'll notice nines are at the top. And nines have a very unique ability to see all sides of a story. So they're sometimes called the peacemaker, mm-hmm. um, the mediator. Yes. Um, you probably know of people in your life that are a nine and they will, they're not necessarily like twos are like, can't we all just get along and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Nines are like, I don't want conflict. Yeah. You know, let's avoid conflict. At all costs sometimes. <laughs> What's interesting is nines have the least amount of energy on the Enneagram. Wow. And so when you're talking about getting things done, um, not only do they not have tons of energy, but it's harder for priority to just present itself. Okay. So they won't look at a, a list of things and say, well, this needs to be done first or that needs to be done first. To them, it just all needs to be done. Yeah. And so a lot of nines will have someone help prioritize their personal life and sometimes prioritize their professional life. Just because it's quicker and easier and more efficient for a nine just to have someone they trust do that. But that is a struggle is to um, prioritize in order to be able to get things done. So they're in the doing triad. They're always doing, but they're also doing repressed because not everything they do is productive. So you're saying nines need an assistant. <laughs> nines could benefit from an assistant. Maybe they yep. need a three. <laughs> they need a three. Yep, yep. That would be interesting. So they are focused on the past. And fours, fives, and nines are focused on the past. This is how we did it last time. Or this is what we learned last time. Yeah. So that's why we have to do it this way. Um, they're, every, every type is a great leader. Um, nines are great leaders because they truly want a consensus. So sixes and nines want a consensus among the people. Okay. Um, kind of like threes and eights. This is the way we need to do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, nines and sixes kind of want a consensus. And how's everybody doing? Interesting thing, though, eights, nines, and ones are also called the anger triad. So they deal differently with anger. So nines can be the most stubborn (laughs) number on the Enneagram. It's kind of like, well, we're not going to conflict. That's okay. We won't argue, but you're not going to move me because that's just so it's funny how each number (laughs) kind of plays together. I'm like, I think my son is a nine. (laughs) You you do not. I've I've heard uh, Suzanne Stabile talk about um, how one of her children was a... um, orientation to time was the past and it's like get, you're not getting up from that table until you finish this food yeah they will wait you out oh my and they're totally content to be there like that that would be an inefficient use of a parent's time yeah. to try to wait out a nine not a good punishment for not a, a good punish it yeah. becomes more of a punishment for the parent really oh, yeah yeah <laughs> so, so so finding out what they are is very important. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do I do want to ask that because some people might be saying as we're going through all these numbers, well, I really want to know what I am. I think I'm this. How do people even do that? Where do they go to, to figure these things out? Mm-hmm. The one that I, the, the assessment that I recommend is through your com, and that is Beth McCord. And that's also where I got my certification from. 
And I like that assessment because it gives you a quick snapshot. Yeah. Now, let me be clear about assessments. No one can know your motivation except for you. Yes. And so a test can't know your motivation, Mm -hmm. but they can narrow it down for you. So if you get a test and you take it and you're like, oh, well, I'm a four, but I don't resonate with anything that it says about a four. Yes. Then you're the one that decides what number you are. Yeah. Well, I've had people too say, well, I started as this number, but now I'm this number. Really how the Enneagram works, you're born and you die as the same number. Yeah. But if you think like, okay, for myself example, I am a two, but then to to the left and the right of me, to the left of a two is a one, to the right of a two is a three. So I share a little bit of one and three behavior and I share a little bit of behaviors that I go to in stress and security. So that for me, that would be type eight okay, and type four. So it's that's why I say it doesn't pigeonhole you. Yeah. There's so many. So we'll get into some different things in yeah. a future podcast. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, using the Enneagram. I do know for me personally, just my experience when I took the Enneagram test, I actually took it three times. I think mm-hmm. I took a couple different versions. And the first time I took it, I actually thought I was an eight because of the questions that I asked mm-hmm. or I answered. But when I read the eight, I was like, oh, I don't know if that sounds like me. And then I took mm-hmm. it again. And the second two times I took it, I was a three. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I have some qualities. Like you said, eight and three tend to have some of the same mm-hmm. qualities. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I thought I was that. But I think you just really read each description and yep. And also, honestly, yeah. honestly answer the questions. Because yeah. sometimes I think we answer them in the way that we think we want ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. But we need to look at ourselves very honestly in the good and the bad. Yeah. Am I really this way? And I actually sat down and took my husband's with him mm-hmm. because he bounced off me. Hey, am I really this way? So it yeah. was. it's almost fun yeah. to take it with someone, too, to yeah. see because they can give you a clear picture of yourself. Exactly. So, and when you take the assessment... You look at it from your motivation, not yes. your behavior. So when yeah. you're answering the questions, is this what I do or is this my motivation? Mm-hmm. Why I say that is some people, so in the Bible, when Paul says, what I want to do, I don't do, but yeah. what I do, I don't want to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> some of our behaviors are are deflecting what's really wrong. Yeah. So we have to look at why we do the things we do when we answer the question. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to say about the assessment, you don't get to go to your husband, Kim, and say, well, you're a five, so that's how you are. Or that's such a five thing for you to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. We shouldn't just type people. It doesn't, it, we don't, we shouldn't type them. Yeah. They should type themselves. And that is not a crutch or an excuse for oh, yes. someone's behavior. Yes. You know, you like I say, everyone can be a leader. Well, a lot of times nines are withdrawn. Yeah. But if you get that deep thinking and that desire to do and getting everyone's consensus, wouldn't that be a great leader? Exactly. So you think there's there's elements that we all fit into. Yeah, so we do. It's kind of fun. We've yeah. we've worked on it. Um, in a work setting, and we've worked on it at home. And I've had my my daughter take it. My son is, I think, a little young yet. Okay. But um, 
it's fun to see the dynamics in the house. And I'm like, okay. It is. Especially as a two, sometimes you can take things personally. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, it's most likely they're not intending that personally. This is how they're wired. Yeah. So how old is your son and how old do you think someone needs to be to take the Enneagram test? Yeah. Well, my son is 10. Okay. And... Um, when you are looking at someone else, you can kind of whittle it down to maybe what stance they're from. Okay. So I know he is someone who's always thinking about the past. I know that he's limited on the amount of energy. So okay. I can I can narrow it down. I know he's a four, five, or nine. And as a 10-year-old, being a four, five, or nine, you're not going to have a ton of energy to put towards something like that. Mm-hmm. But as you get, as he gets a little more life experience. So my daughter is 13 and, but she's always thinking about the future. So I will answer your question to say 10 for my son might be too young. Okay. But 10 for my daughter might've been fine. So you just have to gauge it as a parent. You have you to think. gauge it and see, you know, there's, there's life experiences that kind of bring out our personality a little bit more. Yeah. And you know what's fascinating about the Enneagram? When God made us, he made everyone reflect it, an image quality of him. Mm-hmm. And if I may, I just want to go through the nine types really sure. quickly. So one is rightness and goodness. So in other words, when God made ones, he wanted us to get a glimpse of his goodness and his rightness. Awesome. And that's got to make ones feel good, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, twos, love and nurture. When God made twos, he wanted people to know what his love and nurture look like at, awesome. at a glimpse. So threes are hope and radiance. Think about hope for a minute. Yeah. How much do we look at our life circumstances and as long as we have hope we can go the next day it gives you endurance yes yeah um fours are depth and beauty and creativity Mm. i mean you can't walk outside and not see the beauty that god has created i mean it's amazing it's amazing fives are the wisdom and the truth they will get to the bottom of it they will find out the truth And so we see God's wisdom and truth at a glimpse through them. Six are his faithfulness and his loyalty. Sixes are fiercely loyal. When they buy into something, they're fiercely loyal to it. And God is that way with us, isn't he? Yes. I mean, we can go make tons of mistakes, and there he is. Yes. He hasn't let us go. He hasn't given up on us. Faithfully by our side. Yeah. Sevens is joy and abundance. I see that. Yes. <laughs> so you think about that. It's like, okay, maybe I need to hang around a seven today because yeah. I need a little shot of joy. That's right. You know, <laughs> eights are power and protection. You mm. know, God is powerful mm-hmm. and but and he does protect us. And so when we think of an eight, we can think about God showing us that a little bit. And nines are peace and oneness. Mm. So peace. Mm. Yeah, we mm. need that. I could. Yeah, sometimes I really peace. need me some peace. <laughs> yeah, I need a little piece of peace. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Get me started. We all so, need the peace. Yeah. Well, I I've just been fascinated by all this, and I love I love to learn more all the time and. Um, I think the thing that I want to make sure everyone knows is you can find out what you are. You can you can you can take the test and tell us again where you can take that test and how yes. you can find that out. Your Enneagram Coach.com. 
And when you go to that page, you just click on take the test and you can get a quick little, it's free. Um, you don't have to pay. There's all kinds of tests out there. That's just one that I like. Yeah. And when you get it, look at it, read it, see if that resonates with you. Yeah. And once you can determine your number, a whole world of possibilities open up yeah. to tell you who you are. That's right. If you really knew me. If you That's, really knew yes. me. And we're also going to learn about when you take the test, it has a wing number, which is kind of like yes. a sub number for you. We can talk more about that in yep. another episode. But we're so excited to dig more into the Enneagram with each conversation that we have and learn how you can navigate life maybe through stress, through yep. prayer, a lot of different situations and how you handle things. So exactly. we're excited and we hope you join us for the next episode of If You Really Knew Me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.